0: home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Florida Panthers trying to stay alive. They lead the Boston Bruins 1-0 after the first period. Duclair with the goal. Bruins leading that series three games to one. A little bit later on tonight, Seattle at Colorado. McCarr has been suspended for the Avalanche. That series is tied at two as the Kraken proving to be a very pesky opponent for the Avalanche in one in uh, round one. That's all we have for tonight. Just the two games. Lightning and Maple Leafs, that can end tomorrow. Jets and Golden Knights can end tomorrow. And then uh, once we know what's going on with those series, we should know what's going on with the Oilers start time on Saturday. At at the moment there is going to be a devil's rangers game on saturday it is already scheduled for eight eastern six o'clock mountain so if the only other game is the orders against the kings I, I would guess probably a double header with the orders and kings starting uh, a little later you know maybe one of these games that starts after eight o'clock mountain i I don't think they would put it in the afternoon but i suppose that'll depend on uh, on what else they have to deal with along the way so that's the uh, quick update there we'll keep an eye on this game between florida and boston thanks a lot for tuning in Uh, oil country a little bit more relaxed After the Oilers win last night, but still, 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 some work to do. It feels kind of weird here, at least it does to me, because you get this big win by the Oilers to take control of the series. And now, instead of immediately focusing on game six tomorrow, it it almost feels like there's a little bit of an opportunity not to celebrate, but to feel pretty good about the team. Uh, Look, we know that Jay Woodcroft and the team is going to come out focused on Saturday night. I'm not too concerned about that. I I think for the fans here, things are a lot more relaxed. I mean, you can let me know uh, how you're feeling, what you're thinking about now about the Oilers prospects in the series seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three is the hotline presented by certainty the pros choice for roofing siding drywall insulation and ceiling systems. Certainteed pro all the way i think more positives than negatives or question marks for the orders so far in the series but you can let me know what some of yours are you can follow me on twitter send me a direct message there if you like at Reed wilkins r-e-i-d-w-i-l-k-i-n-s and of course you can email the show inside sports at 630 chat.com definitely uh I was just talking to Chelsea, a a joyous atmosphere in Rogers place last night as we got into the final 10 minutes of that game. And it became uh, apparent that it was highly unlikely that the LA Kings were going to mount a miraculous Come back and uh pretty uh, optimistic tone from uh, the people who called rob and i last night on overtime open line including a couple of you who were talking about who the oilers might take on in the stanley cup final and how they might fare and i always pump the brakes on that i know it's fun to talk about this round is not yet done and then there are a couple others but as i always say if the oilers make the stanley cup final it doesn't matter who they're playing because they'll have a chance and clearly if the Oilers make it that far they'll have uh, they'll have been play playing really well to get there so I, again i think a lot of it for me is what are the Oilers doing if they play at or near their p- potential i i believe they're pretty hard to beat even for really good teams you know whether you want to talk, talk about Boston carolina Colorado, yes, Los Angeles, and going into the playoffs, and I still feel this way. I thought in the Western Conference, L.A. and Colorado would be the two toughest opponents for uh, the Edmonton Oilers, and they're seeing L.A. here in round one. So seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three, If uh if you want to talk tonight about, well, you can really talk about anything, but I, I know a lot of people are thinking Oilers, Oilers, Oilers at this time of year. Here's one thing that has turned for Edmonton. In the first three games of this series, they scored nine goals, in the last two games, they have scored 11, and they chased Corpus Allo last night. And I was you may have heard me just chatting with Chelsea. I, I do think this unusually long break, I mean, most series at some point will have two days off between games. They, they don't always alternate on days and off days. But this is a three-day break here. I do think it helps the Kings. Now, both teams are going to get rest out of it. Both teams are going to get to reset a little bit. Nick Bukestad made a great point last night when he was interviewed. He said, even just the late games and the sleeping schedule, you know, it's even for guys who play NHL hockey and most of the time their job starts... You know, it's seven or seven thirty in whatever time do- zone they're in. There have been some later starts and then some overtime games, so that's even probably thrown off how they sleep and their routine with their families or or what they do on uh, non-game days or things like that. So, I, look, it, I think it will help both teams reset a little bit. I just think it's a little bit more of advantage to the Kings. They're the team facing elimination. They're the team that, quite frankly, I, I think on the whole is not quite as deep as the Oilers, and it's close, but I, I don't think they're quite as deep as the Oilers. And if you you look at the ice time it backs that up uh so i think it's going to help some of their guys that play more than than maybe some of the withers guys as boston ties the game on a goal by brad marchand um now it's nice to mcdavid and dryside and nurse and ekholm who play a lot get an extra day of, of rest too so maybe maybe it'll cancel out in the end but the game coming up on saturday night One of the good stories for the Oilers in this series, Nick Bukestad, who I thought has played well in all five games, and he was rewarded with a couple of goals last night. Uh, Jay Woodcroft spoke today and had this to say on Bukestad.
1: Yeah, well, I've been in the league for a while. So I, I remember his time going back to being a high draft pick for Florida. And, and obviously, you know, I've seen him. Uh, he was in Pittsburgh and and Minnesota and obviously this year in Arizona. So uh, yeah, I have an understanding of him as a, a player and what he brought to the table. I will tell you this, that, um, you know, there was a lot of talk amongst our staff about um, targeting um, certain people people towards the trade deadline and his name was always at the top of the list so that's a credit for our people for identifying that and and going out and getting him um and I will tell you this when we made the trade for him I had four or five different people really uh, like from just my past reach out and and let me know what a wonderful human being and and true professional we were getting in Nick Bugstad when we made the trade so um he's lived up to all of uh uh, all of that uh, information before i got to see how he how he um, conducts himself on a day in day out basis he's a true pro and uh, we're thankful he's on our team
0: right there from jay woodcraft uh, woodcroft on nick bukestad who also commented a little more specifically on bukestad's role with the team and his contributions
1: we've been having a a good dialogue with Nick, uh, you know, in terms of clarifying what we ex- exactly what we expected out of him a little bit different role here than he had in Arizona, um, you know. But he has certain skills, and uh, the big thing is, I, I think, as a coaching staff, as you work your way through a coach or a playoff series, what you want to do is you want to make sure you're really paying attention um, to the matchups and who's who's playing well. And, you know, if there's things you want to um, look for in the end, um, you want to make sure you're seeing things clearly. And uh, it's obvious to us that he's playing very well.
0: Yeah, Bukestad has been solid ever since he joined the the Edmonton Oilers. I I think for me, both Ekholm and Bukestad Bukestad have been better than I expected. Now, Ekholm kind of plays a heavier role on the team, but Bukestad has been good. I mean, he's around the net big guy. He's not maybe overly physical in terms of going in there and crushing guys, but he's got a big reach and is able to, get in the way. Deflection goal last night kind of got that one where he threw it in from a bad angle. That was the one that was originally credited to Hyman and then they gave the set and he's had better chances than that, that that didn't go in. So he's been pretty positive I think in this series for the Edmonton Oilers. Alright, a uh, little more from Woodcroft to answer some questions today at 11 o'clock at Rogers Place. The team did not skate so you won't hear anything from the players today. Happy to hear from you. 780-496-0063. We're off and running Inside Sports on Jet. <laughs>
2: You're listening to 6.30 Jed Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. I do find
0: it interesting the effect that the Stanley Cup playoffs have on people. And we've talked a lot during this first round about fan nerves and dealing with tension and all that kind of stuff. That's not where I'm going with this. There, there's another side effect of the Oilers playoff series that I find quite interesting. And that's that I notice... I, I, I'm not going to say all Oilers fans. I, I don't even know if it's the majority. This is one of those things that's, that's tough to gauge. Maybe, maybe you can help me. Maybe this is sort of an off-topic topic. But I feel like that there are a noticeable number of Oilers fans who now hate
2: Will Ferrell. <laughs> Have you not found that, Kellen? I've, yeah, I think I've, now that you talk about that, I think that that's something that's been painfully the, evident since well the the first Kings home game yeah. back on Game Three, and, right? And they and,
0: were he's been
2: at Kings games before. He's a season ticket holder, I believe, with them or something. They, they were really putting him
0: on the broadcast a lot. I, I felt especially in Game Three. And now I saw last night somebody came to the rink with their... Because what he sort of had that black and white checkerboard pattern on his face for game three. I think he had something else for game four. But an Oilers fan, he was on the Jumbotron last night, had the blue and orange checkerboard pattern. And I saw... Uh, a couple of Oilers fans, this is just photos I see on social media, holding signs with quotes from Will Ferrell movies, but structured in a way that the context is they're, they're making fun of Will Ferrell and that the Oilers, uh, you know, came back to win game four in dramatic fashion and all that kind of stuff. So I, maybe that's what you, I could ask you. Has, has your opinion of Will Ferrell changed? And what's your favorite or least favorite uh, Will Ferrell movie? I don't know. Like, are people are people burning their Will Ferrell DVDs in oil country today? I don't know. Like physically burning is it, them. D- not is it dangerous to them. burn a, a DVD? <laughs> I think doesn't that release some sort of toxins into the environment? Yes. Which is the last thing we need more of. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Kellen's just like, what is happening? I don't understand this show. Will Ferrell. Yeah, I just feel like there's a lot of hate towards Will Ferrell, which I'm not it's fine. I'm trying to I don't even know what the last Will Ferrell movie I watched was. Yeah, pers- I think it was the Lego movie.
2: Personally, uh to answer both your questions myself, <laughs> no and Talladega Nights. So there we
0: That's go. the last Will Ferrell movie you watched? No, that's my favorite. Oh, well, that's Ferrell your moment. favorite. I uh I don't think I ever saw Talladega Nights. I saw the very Lego funny. movie in which he is the human, right? Mm-hmm. He's the yep. human. Yeah. I didn't see the second Anchorman. Oh, that's good. I saw the other guys. Um, uh, Blades of Glory. I saw Stranger Than Fiction. First Anchorman.
2: El- Elf has to be his best movie, does it not? It's yeah. The problem is, you know, obviously with Elf, it's seasonal, right? So it doesn't get as much. True. Love as Don't the watch
0: other it in April, everybody. Kellen will be very upset. Oh.
2: Well, yeah
0: <laughs> just doesn't feel right right oh fair enough all right anyway that's will Farrell. for the oilers you know what la is like they uh like to clog up the neutral zone they make you wait for their their chances and i think edmonton ultimately here has shown some patience throughout the series and jay woodcroft was asked about that today
1: we sat uh, at the after three games we were down 2-1, but we liked a lot of our series. Like, you know, but that's why it's a series, and and things add up over time. Um, so for us, um, our patience, our persistence, our stick-to-itiveness... You know, we use this, um, the theme of, you know, we're going to continue to hammer on the rock until it splits. It hasn't split yet, uh, but we're looking for that fourth win. And uh, in order to to get the result that we want, we have to improve and we have to keep that mindset of hammering away on that rock.
0: That's become one of Woodcroft's uh, catchphrases here, keeping to hammer on that rock against the Kings and uh, the Oilers have been able to chip away a little bit. Speaking of the the break here in the, C, C, uh, the series, Woodcroft was asked who has the advantage with the three days off?
1: You know what? Our schedule is what the schedule is and um, one team is going to handle it better and it's our aspiration uh, to be the team that handles it better. I think there's positives uh, to this schedule and you know, the first thing is it allows you to refill the cup. Uh, You know, it allows you to nurse some bumps and bruises, Uh, but the other team gets that opportunity as well. It's who handles it better. Um, I think it comes down to making sure we're doing our work properly, um, making sure that uh, we see things clearly and make sure uh, that that we get the most of each day before us here um, as we head into game number six. And, um, you know, I, I like our group. I like our mindset. I like our maturity. Uh, but it's, uh, it's important that we use this time to set us up and prepare us to, to really play our best game of the series in game six.
0: And you know what? I think the Oilers will. I, I, I don't think the three-day break is really going to be a problem mentally for either team. They're both experienced. I, I think physically, probably a slight advantage to the Kings. Because I do think some of the fatigue and the Oilers' relentlessness played a role in the last game and a half. Um, but I mean, is it a major advantage for Los Angeles? Probably not. But maybe a slight advantage, just that some of their big minute guys might get a little more rest. 7804960063. Kellen,
2: what's coming in? Oh, we have a bunch of text messages on how people feel about Will Ferrell and their favorite oh, Will Ferrell movies. So, okay. uh, Nicole says uh, to answer your two questions from earlier here, Reed, uh, texts in and says, Oh my God, no, still love Will. And she says, Step Brothers was her favorite Will Ferrell movie. So, there we
0: yeah, go. I, I feel like I'm going to be uh, poorly equipped but this might help me because I'm looking and I have not seen a Will Ferrell movie in the last nine years Ah, okay. and I have not seen Step Brothers
2: and I, I always hear that it's very funny I guess it I, is I'm out funny. of the loop yes. All right. yes. uh, Big Rig Al just simply says Old School is his favorite uh, Will Ferrell well, old movie Old School wasn't bad yeah that's mm-hmm. an older movie too Greaser texts in and says Will pretty funny so it's good to make fun of him that was awesome <laughs> it's just good to make fun of him well he's a comedian yes
0: his whole life is making fun of things. So uh, I'm sure get he's back been heckled before,
2: a while. yes, uh, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he has been. Maybe he'll come to a game in mm-hmm. Uh
2: And one more, Norm in a Combine says, Hey, Reed, he's a fan, just like the Warrior and myself. His movies are really good. Go Oilers, Norm in a Combine.
0: Okay, so a small sampling there, but most people uh, tolerant of Will Ferrell and his passion for the Los Angeles Kings. You see, it's too bad I wasn't also doing this job and working at Blockbuster because then I could report on how Will Ferrell Rentals are doing during the series. I've never been so unhappy to not work at Blockbuster. I'll take a few minutes to get over it. And then Marty Baran checking in inside Sports Unchecked.